Good evening. So tonight the topic that I was given was basically what are our relationships that we have with the religious world? Now, i got to ask, what exactly does that mean? See, when I heard this first, I thought about how we as, as Christians should have friendships and relationships with not just ourselves. See, not just ourselves, but with all people. And see, as we all know, we're not the only religion out there. There are so many belief systems out there. There's just a list of few Hindus, Jews, Muslims, and many, many, many more that are out there. And then there's us, Christianity. And see, we have so many different denominations within Christianity. And we have to have some sort of relationship with any and all of those out there. So how do we go about doing this? See, here, here's a way to think about this. I think about how people at school, for example, how they vary. Not a single one of our friends at school, per se, are the same. There's always that one friend. He's always the loud and proud guy. Wants, wants everyone to know everything that he does. Wants all the attention. They want to make sure that everyone knows what they do, when they say it, and what they say. Then there's the complete opposite, which is the shy guy. And see, they don't really want to say anything to anybody. They just, they're either too scared to say anything, so they just sit in the corner over here, or they just absolutely do not want to talk to anybody. Now, the next one we all should know a lot about, some people like this, the I don't care guy. He does whatever he wants and doesn't care at all what anybody thinks of him, what anybody says to him, anything like that. And just to step up from that, we should all know at least one of these. That would be the jerk. The guy that will find any and all things wrong with what you say or what you do and do you wrong for it. They will sit on one thing and will not let go of it. Just to, well, just to be a jerk. I mean, really. And lastly, there's, there's the good one, the friendly guy. This is the guy that you always want to hang out with. See, he's the guy that will always be fun to hang out with, never annoys you, well, most of the time, always is positive about stuff. And this guy, he's just the guy that everyone wants to be friends with. So what's the matter with the first four? Well, they each have their own traits that make them stand out. Look at this in kind of a religious stance now. No one likes the loud and proud guy. There's always that guy that just beats his chest, always goes prancing around, whether it be on the Internet, down in the halls, at school, at work, anywhere. Just walks around, prances around, shouting, I'm a Christian. Look at me. Don't look at him over there. Just look at me. I'm the center of attention. Don't listen to anybody else. No one likes that guy. They look at him and they just, he's crazy. He, he is absolutely crazy. People would think that. And no one likes him because he's annoying too. He's always trying to be the center of attention. And he uses Christianity to get there. 
He uses it as kind of a ticket. Always goes around showing off that he's a Christian. Never actually praising God. Just And this is kind of like in Luke 18, if you would turn there. Luke 18, verses 9 through 14. And it says in verse 9, Also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, and even this tax collector, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, he's just standing over there, says the tax collector stands afar off and would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven. But he beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now before I go on, I've got to clarify what I said earlier was that the loud and proud guy is always the one that beats his chest. In this case, just for understanding, the tax collector beat his chest in a humbling way. He wasn't beating his chest saying, look at me. He was beating his chest humbling himself to God. The loud and proud guy, the way that he does it is he's always like, hey y'all, look at me. Don't look at them. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. That's not, what I'm, that's not what's being meant in Luke 18. Now, back to what I was saying, though. We read that the Pharisee kept saying the same thing. I, I, I. Never did he humble himself. He just kept putting it all on him. He always wanted the attention while the tax collector bowed his head and humbled himself. He was giving attention to God, not gathering the attention. The next is the shy guy. And see, the thing is, he's he's the exact opposite of the loud and proud guy. He isn't the kind of person to shout and beat his chest. Instead, he just doesn't really want to talk to anybody. And that's not how a Christian should be. See, in Mark 16, 15, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to the whole creation. See, like that just said, a Christian should be just like how Christ said. We should tell everyone about it. Not be a shy guy in the corner, just being quiet, because we're afraid to talk. And kind of a sidetrack here. Um, this is kind of like just a personal example here. See, back when I first started to do this, before I started preaching, I was really scared. And in fact, I'm actually kind of scared right now, to be honest. You can't really see it because the podium, but I'm shaking. I'll admit it. And see, the thing is, it's always been like that, and it probably will be for a pretty good while. But the thing is about it, if you don't face your fears... If you don't face your fears, like how I decided to, for example, then where will you get in life? A fear as simple as being the new kid at school, for another example. For being the new kid, 
talk to people. Don't just wait for someone to come along and hold your hand through it. Take charge and face your fears. Actually, go out and talk to people. Be friendly. Don't be shy. Now, back to, back on track now. On to the next one. The, the I don't care guy. And see, these... The I don't care guy, he, he has... It's, sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. Um, this guy, he, he sits there and he does absolutely anything that he wants. And he, he does not care. This guy's the kind of Christian that, <clears throat> for an example, he comes to church. This, this is the kind of guy that comes to church on Sundays and acts as, he acts like a good Christian. But during the week, couldn't care any less of what he did. And the thing is, they don't even care who sees him. Matthew 7, for instance, shows a really good example of an I don't care guy. Turn to Matthew 7, verses 21 through 23. And it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven... Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to him, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye who practice lawlessness. See, another good example here is Galatians 6, verses 7 through 8. Verse 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will be of, will of flesh reap corruption. But he who sows the Spirit will the Spirit reap everlasting life. Now, what's being said in those verses is that those who practice God's Word as they should those that are true Christians will be treated well when the time comes. But as for the I don't care guys, they pretend to be a Christian, but when they go about their weeks not caring about what they do, they will, as the verse in Galatians said, reap what they sow. When they don't want to take the Word of God serious, when they just toss it to the side like it's nothing, they will know that being halfway about it, don't even care, it will have cost them big time. But the thing is, they fit their name exactly about this. They don't care. Now, on to the next to the last one now. This is probably the hardest one of them all. The, the jerk. See, this guy is one of the kind of guys that has the mentality of, this is what I think, and if anyone tells me any different, they're wrong. I mean, I'm always right. I'll do them wrong for it if they don't believe it. And I guess it's kind of like the my way or the highway option. But, see, no no one really likes that. See, there's a few cases like that in the Scriptures. Acts 28 has a really good example. Acts 28, 23 through 29. And this is kind of a long reading here. 
And it says, So when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging, to whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus both from the law of Moses and the prophets, from morning till evening. And some were persuaded by the things which were spoken, and some disbelieved. So when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had said one word. The Holy Spirit spoke rightly through Isaiah, the prophet to our fathers, saying, Go to this people and say, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of the people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their and hear with their ears lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them therefore let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the gentiles and they will hear it and when he has said these words the Jews departed and had a great dispute among themselves as verse 24 it said and some were persuaded by these things which were spoken and some disbelieved and then carry over to verse 29 where it said and when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had a great dispute among themselves. That's what I'm trying to get at here. You see, in, uh, to a different version, in the King James, it says in verse 27, For the people's heart has, is waxed gross, which means that the heart has become fat, which in a spiritual sense is they didn't want to hear what was being said. They just completely blocked it out. And the jerk is like this. They have their beliefs in their mind, and anything else is incorrect. And so they just they push it away. They don't want anything to do with anybody else's beliefs. And see, this isn't always the case, though. In some cases, like Mark 10, for example, where they believe something, but unknowingly they act as jerks, when really they're just, what they believe is they're preventing something that they thought was wrong. So turn to Mark 10 really quick, and we'll read about that. In Mark 10, verses 13 through 15. Just give me just a second. Throw this very dry. Verse 13, it says, Then they brought little children to him, that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them, those who brought them. But when Jesus said it, He was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the children come to me, and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly I say to you, Whosoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. You see, they they didn't even realize what they were doing was wrong. They tried to prevent something. They tried to prevent someone from doing something that was perfectly fine. They were, they were actually the ones in the wrong. And the jerk can be the same way. They may not be aware that they're actually acting in the wrong. They may have the mentality of, oh, hey, they're, they're actually doing something wrong. I should stop that. But really and truly, they were the ones in the wrong by doing just that. Now, enough with the negativity. The last one is the friendly guy. You know, the guy that isn't annoying, guy that isn't quiet, 
and he isn't hostile about any and everything that comes across as wrong to him. He's just the kind of guy with good feelings towards everybody. He doesn't really treat anybody bad, and he's basically just a cool dude. I mean, this is the this is the guy that everyone wants to hang out with, and he he's the one that always is nice to everybody. He he's the one that we should all want to be like. And one person in particular to use as an example is described extremely well in Romans 12. So if you would turn there. Uh, Romans 12, verses 9 through 12. Verse 9 states, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continually stead, or continuing steadfastly in prayer. See, this is basically just a listed description of how the friendly guy should act. It, it all fits. I mean, we should stay away from evil. Instead, as the scripture says, we should cling to good. We need to be kind to one another. Not be a jerk about something to each other. We need not to lack in diligence, or to lag in diligence. Meaning, we should not be a shy guy. We shouldn't be slow or lack in effort. We should be outgoing when it comes to the Word of God. Now, to close things up, i got to ask you again. How do we treat others in the world? With all the different belief systems out there, how are we supposed to treat them? So we looked at the four people that we should definitely avoid becoming. And then we looked at the righteous example. An example, sorry, an especially righteous example to look at really quick is Jesus. He stood up for God not as a jerk, not as a loud and proud guy. He wasn't shy, and he most definitely did care. So let me say that again. He most definitely cared. He gave Himself for us so that we could live eternally. And if that doesn't show you how much someone cares, I don't know what does. See, each of us should strive to follow that example of kindness and care when faced with the situations brought on to us by the religious world. We shouldn't push people away or just not speak to them or... We should care for them and be friendly with them. Just how Jesus cared for us. In fact, He gave us the utmost care. He gave Himself for us so that we could live eternally in heaven. He gave us that gift to show just how much He cared for us. See, that's just it. It's a gift. That means that you have to accept it. It isn't forced on you, but if you accept it, It's all yours. So tonight, if you haven't accepted the gift of Christ, and you would like to be baptized tonight, or if you are a Christian who is in need of prayer, I encourage you to do so as as together we stand and sing.